1: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: All right, we're back, everybody. Let's play it on a Monday, November 26th, and a Tuesday, November 27th. That is another edition of Locked On Lions right here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Matt Derry with you, talking Detroit Lions football as another week has commenced. And the Lions got back in the practice field today, met today, got back in the meeting rooms, Matt Patricia in front of the media, team making a pretty big announcement today with Marvin Jones heading to the injured reserve. His season is done. You're 4-7 Detroit Lions, fresh off Thursdays, spanking at the hands of the Chicago Bears. I really wouldn't call it a spanking, I misspoke there, but loss at the hands of the Chicago Bears in which the Bears once again showed and flexed their muscle defensively. And the Lions uh, could not score, could not get the offense going, and now dropped to 4-7. and seven. Lions host the 10-1 <clears throat> and one. Le- Los Angeles Rams Sunday at Ford Field on what should be a very interesting contest. The Rams, the NFC's second-best team. Only the Saints are better at 10-1 and one because, of course, the Saints uh, knocked off the Rams earlier this year. But uh, Rams, fresh off a bye. Lions, fresh off the Thanksgiving loss. And Detroit sitting in last place in the NFC North at 4-7. and seven. But hey, the Packers stink too. They're 4-6-1 and one after last night's uh, loss to the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll get into some Lions talk today, obviously, here on Locked On Lions. I, I want to talk about first-year coaches and a little compare-contrast between Matt Patricia and some of the guys having success. And I'll give you the elixir. I'll give you the, the-, the main theme here, the thesis statement. On the compare, contrast, and why Matt Patricia's teams aren't winning, but let's say Matt Nagy's team is winning, Frank Reich's team is winning. And there's plenty of other first-year coaches that are struggling, like Matt Patricia. But the Lions were not supposed to be in a rebuild like the Cardinals, or a rebuild like the Raiders, or in a reload like the Giants. And the Giants would tell you they weren't rebuilding, but they cut bait a long time ago, especially when they traded Snacks Harrison to Detroit. So we'll get into that. Also, coming up today on Locked On Lions, Peter King from Monday Morning Quarterback and NBC and everything else was on the Dan Patrick Show, and he is suggesting today the Lions trade Matthew Stafford to a certain place. We'll tell you where that is. You'll hear the audio from Peter King on the Dan Patrick Radio Show coming up. And we'll also back that with some Stafford Stats. In a little bit here, and get into the Marvin Jones stuff as well. Locked on Lions today, brought to you by my bookie. Bet with my bookie, you play and you win, you get paid at my bookie, and that uh, that uh, of course uh, is the spot for you to go on Monday night if you're listening here on a Monday and you want to bet on the, the Texans and Titans game. Check out my bookie online today. We're on Twitter at Derry Speaks D E R Y Speaks and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. We'll have some guests on this week. We'll also go out to Los Angeles and do our lockdown On crossover with the Rams um, coming up on Wednesday as well. I'm also working on a special guest for this week, and I'm not sure I'm going to make this happen, but I'm, I'm chasing, as Jim Rome used to say, uh, an old friend. And we'll see about that coming up also uh, this week. So first things first, Matt Patricia got up on the podium today and announced it. Dave Briquette had it first from the Free Press. Marvin Jones with that knee injury. Uh, which originally Ian Rappaport had said from the NFL Network that it was just a bone bruise and he'd miss a couple of weeks. But Marvin Jones, done for the year, placed on IR today. The team has uh, brought up Nick Grigsby, whoever that is, a uh, wide receiver from the practice squad. So he's up and on the 53-man roster, when you look at what Marvin Jones brings to the table for the Lions, he's been their third-leading receiver this year with 35 catches, 508 yards Tied for the team lead in touchdowns with five. Not a great year for Marvin Jones, but clearly one of their top targets. Kenny Galladay with 52 catches. Golden Tate 44. Of course, they traded him for a draft pick. So now you're talking about two of the top three targets for Matthew Stafford being gone. And Marvin Jones is a true pro. He'll be back. Uh, That's a guy with a friendly contract too that I think uh, is not going anywhere uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but his uh, his season done with that knee injury and Matt Patricia wanted to make that 100% clear today before it was announced that indeed the Lions are placing uh, Marvin Jones on IR. I, I think this is the, the Lions waving the white flag, don't you? Why put Marvin Jones back out there if, the, if his knee's uh, bothering him? And if you're the Lions right now with five games to play and I've never been a tank guy, I don't like tanking, it's never been my thing. I understand it. But if you're the Lions right now, uh, why put Marvin Jones out there if his knee's bothering him? So this could be the beginning of the end for this season for the Lions in terms of them admitting something. And it's not getting very good at the moment either. They've lost four of their last five. Uh, in those five games, they've cracked the 20-point plateau once. And that was uh, in the uh, – or excuse me, they've, they've cracked the 20-point plateau twice. Um one one win in that in that span. That was the twenty two points at him against the Bears, which was a loss, and then the Carolina win, which was a twenty to nineteen. So, you know, to be quite honest, the offense is sputtering. Fourteen against Seattle, nine against the Vikings, twenty two against the Bears, twenty against Carolina, and this past Turkey Day, sixteen against Chicago again. The offense isn't has not been good enough. And that falls on the shoulders of just about everybody. Bob Quinn for not getting enough personnel and enough depth. Uh, Matt Patricia for not doing the right thing this offseason and saying so long to Jim Bob Cooter. He elected to listen to Matthew Stafford and keep Matthew's boy. And Jim Bob hasn't gotten the job done. Matthew Stafford deserves some blame as well. We'll give you some of his numbers coming up in a second. And, uh, you know, the play calling, Stafford, Patricia, uh, Cooter, the list goes on and on. The fact that Kenny Galladay is finally starting to get targeted now and we're in late November is a joke. Injuries have, have not helped this team, the loss of TJ Lang, among others, but... In you when you look at this league and you see some of these games and you watch the 54-51 Chiefs Rams game and, and you see the offenses and, and how they can put up points, you watch a Dallas team which at times looks very dormant, but yet they still got they go out and get Amari Cooper and he immediately helps and now they're, they're tied for first place and you see what they're doing with the improvements with Dak Prescott. Just just you know, as an example, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And at the start of the year, you looked up and said, wow, you're going to add Frank Ragnow and Kerryon Johnson to a team that already has Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Theo Riddick, Kenny Galladay, uh, hopefully one of these tight ends you know performs. The offensive line is all built by, by Bob Quinn. Some veterans there, some young guys that should take the next step. you gotta, you got your quarterback in Matthew Stafford that everybody nationally thinks is uses the G word and calls him great. And yet this football team, when you look at the offense – is 23rd in yards per game and 21st in points per game. And that's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done at all. And I want to play a little game of compare-contrast in a second in terms of how some of these offenses are doing with these first-year head coaches around the NFL that are having success. And I want to do that coming up next. First, though, my bookie who wants to bet on tonight's texans titans game after last monday night's game it can't get any better all right than chiefs and and rams but they'll try tonight and you know ever since we started talking on this podcast people have been asking for for betting advice and everything else i always tell them to check out my bookie all right remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with and that's why i always tell people to bet with bookie, trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They've got great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to you. Plus, you get to my bookie and you win, they pay. You're not going to wait for these other sites and, and maybe your real bookie and everything. No, no, no. You win, they pay. They've got in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. I need Mariota to get me about 20 fantasy points tonight, and I'm golden. My bookie is with new betters. They want to give everybody the best service possible. So if you're listening here on Monday night, if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, you'll get an additional $25 in free plan deposits over 100 bucks. All you got to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON and add 25 to the end of it. LOCKEDON 25 after 7 p.m. If not... And it's just during the day or whatever, you join MyBookie, use a promo code locked on, and they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. You put in fifty bucks, they give you fifty bucks. Put in a hundred, they give you a hundred. All right? Create your account and claim up to one thousand dollars in free play. That's my bookie online today. You play, you win, you get paid with my bookie.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: All right, so, of course, this offseason, Bob Quinn fired Jim Caldwell after a 9-7 campaign. Boy, 9-7 and looked pretty good right now, would it not? And he decided to bring in Matt Patricia to help with the defense, of course, and to run this football team, thinking that Matt Patricia was ready to become an NFL head coach. And so far, the jury is still out. Um, Rod Wood, the Lions president, says that they have a great GM and a great coach. I have yet to see that. And Matt Patricia's team, once again, uh, looked looked disinterested at times, uh, disillusioned at times, discombobulated at times. Thursday, in the Thanksgiving Day loss to a backup quarterback and a team on 84 hours rest in Chase Daniel and the Bears. So I thought about it today, and I wanted to look it up. You realize that Chicago hired a new head coach uh, in Matt Nagy, and they are in first place, cruising in the NFC North, playing really good football, and sitting at eight and three after uh, the victory over the Lions the other day. And Matt Nagy's offense is fifth, fifth in points per game in the National Football League. The Bears are scoring points. Their offense is getting better. Frank Reich has taken over the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, he was their second choice after being snubbed by Josh McDaniel. They've got a healthy Andrew Luck back. They've got this tight end, I, I forgot his name, Oh man, it escapes me right now. Uh, Ebron, Ebron, something like that. Eric E Ebron, something like that. He only has eleven touchdowns. He had eleven touchdowns in four years here. Total. Anyway, Frank Reich's Indianapolis Colts are eighth in yards per game and fourth in points per game. Two coaches new at the helm, winning. And why are they winning? Because their offenses are dynamic. Now, the Bears' offense does not have, does not, N-O-T, does not have the weapons that the Lions have. If you go player for player, you would take the Lions' receivers over the Bears' receivers, even though Allen Robinson and others are good. The Bears have better tight ends. The Lions' running backs carry on Johnson, LeGarrette, Blunt, Theo Riddick. What would you say? Equal to Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, the way those two teams are playing this year? Those units are playing. Howard's having a down year. Cohen's dynamic. Quarterbacks? Who would you rather have? Mitchell Trubisky in year two or the great Matthew Stafford? I I mean, you take Stafford, right? So why are the Bears fifth in the league in points per game and the Lions 23rd? Or excuse me, 21st at 21.6? And again, the Bears defense has also scored enough points. I get that. But the Bears shouldn't have 317 points to the Lions' 238 this year. And Chicago's at eight and three. How about Indy with Frank Reich? They're on fire, playing great ball. They've won five in a row and sit at six and five in the AFC South. Now the AFC South is kind of eh. But regardless, that's a first-year head coach. That's a guy that the Lions could have interviewed. Right? He was the Eagles' uh, offensive coordinator last couple of years. No, I get it. Pat Shermer with the Giants, 22nd in points per game. Their offense stinks. Mike Vrabel, new head coach of the Titans, they're 29th in points per game. Steve Wilkes in Arizona, they're 30th in points per game. John Gruden, Raiders, 30th in points per game. So it doesn't make Patricia look all that bad, right? But see, the Lions weren't going to be some reclamation project. They were supposed to win now. The Colts were not supposed to win now. The Bears were not supposed to win now. The Giants were not supposed to win now. The Cardinals were not supposed to win now. The Raiders, please, they don't win ever. Titans, I think they thought Mike Vrabel would come in and win. They're 5-5. Five and five. We'll see what they do on Monday Night Football. The Lions were supposed to win right here, right now. Remember, 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough. So why is the Bears' offense humming? Well, oh, Matt Nagy's got a great system going. Frank Reich and Indy's got Andrew Luck playing at a Pro Bowl caliber level again. Again, Ebron's killing it. They don't have a, a, a feature back like Carryon Johnson. They're playing Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines and, and guys like that. Wilkins. What's the problem? What's going on? Well... For one thing, Matthew Stafford's not performing either. And this playbook is so antiquated. Do you realize that Matthew Stafford over his last four games is averaging 6.07 yards per pass attempt? That's dead last the last month for any quarterback, including Josh Rosen, who's horrible, in Arizona. But Josh Rosen's a 22-year-old rookie. 6.07 yards per pass attempt. That's that's horrible. Now, again, he's got to get rid of the football faster because he's been sacked 32 times. I get that. But they can't score. Matthew Stafford is 22nd in the league in passer rating this year. 22nd at 90.8. 2016, Lions make the playoff. Stafford was 13th in passer rating. Last year, he was 7th. He's gone from 13th to 7th to 20th. 22nd. Still want to call him great. And Thursday, he threw the game on he touchdown pass for the Bears on the pick six by Eddie Jackson. So when your quarterback's not making guys better, and I understand, no carry on last week, Marvin Jones is out, Golden Tate's been traded, his tight ends aren't any good. I get it. His O-line is eh, average. I get it. But when, when's the quarterback going to step up and make his guys better imagine Green Bay and that horrid roster that the Packers have without Aaron Rodgers they're 0-6 on the road Green Bay lost again last night And Rodgers wasn't great still have a better record than the Lions it's just so frustrating and I know and I feel for you the fans and you can hit me up on Twitter and the Facebook page I feel for you this should be better This is not year one of Bob Quinn and some reclamation project. Rod Wood said they have a great coach and great GM, but they're four and seven. Be drafting seventh right now. I guess that's a good thing. (laughs) The draft choice. Is that where we are talking? Draft on November 26th? Peter King has a suggestion for the Lions. From NBC Sports, and he used to be with Monday Morning Quarterback. I guess he's not with Monday Morning Quarterback anymore. I'm having a hard time keeping up on all that. You'll hear from Peter King next. First, Locked On Podcast Network is doing unprecedented things on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, follow Locked On NFL Net at Locked On NFL Net. And you get all the Locked On Podcast Network local hosts covering their NFL team on one feed. You, want, you like NBA? You want to hear from the Pistons people? Matt Shook, who hosts Locked On Pistons, follow him at Locked On NBA Net. All right, it's amazing during games, breaking news. You get the local perspective on Instagram. Locked On NFL Net or Locked On NBA Net is giving you the biggest stories in just one minute on your Instagram stories and longer cuts on the biggest stories in the feeds. Make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net or Locked On NBA Net on both Twitter and
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: All right, so here's Peter King today on the Dan Patrick Radio Show making a suggestion on where Matthew Stafford maybe would be traded. You heard me traded this off-season if the Lions elected to do so. And again, they'd be taking a giant cap hit, $10 bucks million, $10 million of dead money. I get that. But take a listen to Peter King today on Dan Patrick's radio show.
0: Doug Marone was given a vote of confidence, which I don't know exactly what that means. They're, they're, they're now 3-8. and eight. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of room to spread the blame in Jacksonville, but I thought that you brought up something interesting, that if you're... The Detroit Lions, would you entertain the idea of trading Matthew Stafford to Jacksonville? I certainly would. I I just feel like it's a little bit of Groundhog Day in Detroit. I'm not saying it's all Stafford's fault. He's playing with a severely depleted support staff, especially when Carry On Johnson is not there, uh, and, and all these you know he's playing receivers that are uh, that are new and and all that. So I don't judge him totally for. Uh, the failure that's happening there right now, but I I will just say this: just uh, it just seems like we've seen the same movie time and time and time again in Detroit. Yeah, and uh, I, I I'm not again I'm not totally blaming Stafford because it isn't totally his fault. But and in Jacksonville, I do not have any idea how they go. Yesterday, I'm, to, I'm probably going to be off by a little bit, but I mean, this is an absolute total must win. They go to Buffalo, and uh, at the time that Leonard Fournette gets thrown out of that game, contributions from their offense all, <clears throat> all year. Uh, I, I think it's time to move on from Bortles.
2: All right, that courtesy of the Dan Patrick radio show, again on NBC Sports Network. Listen, Peter King can talk all he wants about a Stafford deal to Jacksonville. Would I do it? Of course I would. It's time to move him on. Uh, it's been 10 years. But you can't really have this discussion about trading Matthew Stafford until like 2020. Because the cap hit for this year and the year after would be a, uh, like flushing $20 million plus down the drain, down the toilet. I don't see this organization doing that. I don't see the Ford family doing that. This is not an organization that has eaten a lot of money to be proactive. And, you know, I, I just don't see it happening. Would I like to see it happen? Does that sound like a good fit? Yeah, of course it does. Jacksonville is a ready-made defense right now. They've admit, they've had a terrible year this year, 3-8. and eight. They were in the AFC Championship game last year and should be better. And they're starting Cody Kessler at quarterback this Sunday in place of uh, the ineffective, er, allegedly ineffective, Blake Bortles. I just did my Jim Rome. That's the second Jim Rome mentioned today. Um, But that's not happening. But would it be a good spot for Matthew Stafford to give him a fresh start? Sure. Of course it would. 100%. And I saw Michael Rothstein floating some things out there today from ESPN about, oh, maybe it would take like a first and a fourth. The, the cap hit is would be mon- mon- uh, an absolute monstrosity for the next couple of years because they just gave Matthew Stafford a brand-new contract worth $27 million a year. And I'm not one of these cap guys. I just know what I read, and I know what Dave Briquette put out there in the free press today, and the Pride of Detroit guys tweeted it today. You, you'd be... You'd be taking a massive loss financially and have Matthew Stafford, while he's not even here, still on your books for a couple of years with guaranteed money, and that would kill you. It'd be a cap killer. Plus, you'd have to sell Martha Firestone Ford on this idea, and she loves Matthew Stafford. The organization loves Matthew Stafford. Matt Patricia said it again today. Love how hard he works, how much he grinds. No one no one works harder. We're lucky to have him. Yeah, except he blew the game the other day. It's back-to-back Thanksgiving Day games against first-place teams that Matthew Stafford did not show up. But is it something to talk about? Is it something to bring up? Of course. Peter King is pretty knowledgeable, pretty dialed in. This is an idea that he had. We've got to talk about it. It's Stafford. But just remember... You're asking the organization to eat a giant chunk of change and then spend one of those draft picks on a quarterback. And this organization has never attempted to develop a young quarterback behind Matthew Stafford. He's been Teflon for 10 years. Don't give me this Jake Rudock BS. Jim Harbaugh made Jake Rudock into an NFL quarterback as a backup taxi squad guy for the last couple of years. He's not in the league. He's not an NFL quarterback, so we'll see. But I don't see that happening. All right, that'll do it for Lockdown Lions for today, Monday 20, the uh, November twenty sixth, and Tuesday November twenty seventh. Lockdown Lions today, brought to you by our friends at My Bookie. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll do the crossover on Wednesday. Working on a possible surprise guest for this week, so we will get you ready for Lions and Rams. Have a good Monday, everybody.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.